0: You haven't weighed in on that. What do, you, what do you think of that? Are you listening or are you reading? Sorry, I was reading. You were figuring out how to record? <laughs> yeah.
1: Do what? You were figuring out how to record? No. Oh. I was I was reading, trying to find something out of deep survival that we could use as a step-off oh. point.
2: <laughs> well, we, uh, we had a right. pretty good psychological conversation.
0: But he was he was... I wanted him in on the conversation. We'll have, to, we'll
2: have to stop. Not stop. He'll have to just get him up to speed on. again. Yeah, I don't want to go too far down the road and we? No, I think it's I think it's a good one to just start unpacking. Say it again.
0: I mean, I, yeah, okay. The question? Yeah. Is it ever okay to violate a psychological contract? Why or why not? And we define a psychological contract as an unwritten agreement that sets out what a manager expects from an employee, and vice versa.
1: So you've got a contract between an employee and a supervisor,
0: and you're asking if it's ever okay to break that contract. Yeah. This is this is a question from a college course mm-hmm. I, I was taking, and I liked it because I saw it as a very rabbit hole. This is It's a lot more complex of a question than it appears when you first read it. Because everybody would say, no, violating a contract is wrong. I mean, that, initially, no. that's kind of how you would no. look at it. I'd say... That's absolutely. exactly how you went with it, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's okay to break the contract. However, you oh, have cool. to let the people that you're breaking the contract with know you're going to break the contract well, that's and why. So
2: you bring up a good point. So let me, I want to read this little piece right here. It, talking about where psychological contract came from, like the birth. I'm not going to get into the who developed it and the organization, but the psychological contract includes informal arrangements, mutual beliefs, common ground, and Perceptions between the two parties, right? So now go with what you were what you were going to say as far as it being okay to.
1: Well, I mean, a contract's only. I, I mean, are we talking about a contract that you're going to have for the rest of your life? You know what I mean? It's going to be a contract, I hope to
0: be, not to be employed for the rest of my life. As no, say, at least
1: <laughs> solid. Why? Why good would you years? create something that's going to exist forever and ever as a static? Doesn't change. This is it. Well, it's so, created,
2: but it's not like, again, it's when, not codified. It's not... No, but it's just when, there.
1: You, when it changes, and it's going to change because it's based on people and it's based on situations and relationships and perspectives and all those things, when it changes, doesn't it have to adapt and
2: change the contract as well? Yeah, but you know, you're making me think because each so, one of us have a so psychological you and I, contract. You and right. I
1: were friends at some point. Were? We became...
2: Throwing me off a little bit buddy <laughs> 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 something have, happened and i don't we have know we had broken about our contract <laughs> and
1: you and i were friends but then at some point we came we became closer friends that contract changed yeah we became it best still friends. existed it did but it, it changed. changed yeah it changed it and didn't as started as a new one as long as you and i both knew it changed but this gets back into so i I'd, I'd apply this to where we we had a uh, an episode quite a while ago about mentors And mentees and, you know, people choose you maybe as the person that they want to be their mentor, but if they don't let that person know. So, you know, in this instance, somebody could establish a relationship with somebody that they think is much more of a one-on-one, you're my guide, but the other person doesn't know it it, that way. right? Right. So I just, I think it's okay to break contracts or to amend them, but both parties have to be aware of what's changing
0: and why it's changing. So so in the in the world of emergencies, you know, right? Not just us, maybe EMS and fire or uh, police as well. Do we have time mm-hmm. to make people aware of well, the change. L- let's take the employer ver- on a scene. Yeah, let's take employer versus uh, right. employee. So n- not always, right? The the the
1: situation might be exigent to the point where it that there's no time to explain this has got to happen, but that's where trust takes over. If I come to you and I tell you, look, I need you to run into that building, but I need you to take your turnout gear off. That's a crazy, you know, whatever. But if you trust me to that point, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't take time to tell you why, but I need you to do this. And if you trust me, you might do it. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not abusing that trust. There's, there really is some reason that this has got to get done. I can't tell you right now. I will tell you when we're done. Right. But I think that's where trust takes over. I think that's where those relationships exist.
0: I see. I see. That was like a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. And like You're right. To, there are to a lot and, of them. Yeah. Like I said, you know, that question when I first got posed, then, I was like, this seems like a, such a simple question. This is not a simple question <laughs> at all. No, no, it's nothing but gray in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, exactly. It's a very much
1: a gray question. But I think it's, it's, as long as it's gray on both sides. If one side thinks it's black and white and the other side sees nothing but gray, then you've got a problem.
0: Do you think more organizations would see it as black and white? Because they write policy trying to make things, especially in emergency services, as like defined of... If the organization is writing
1: policies trying to pigeonhole things and say this is what's going to happen when this happens, that's wrong, in my opinion because you're never going to anticipate every eventuality, and to write a policy that way is ridiculous. Yeah, you won't catch it. The more general your policy is, the better it is, and the longer it's going to last, and the better the folks that are having to use it
0: are going to, to behave inside that system. So that also goes into the whole concept of that, for that, you need people to have good judgment, you know, to be able to read the situation. Absolutely. And make, but then how, then they need, the departments or organizations need to work on developing that good judgment within their employees. Which I think that's a lot of times overlooked. Sure. Because of they look at it as tenure or don't have time or don't know, you know, how to to develop good judgment in people. Right. And and Colin Powell said, and I'm gonna screw this
1: up, but Colin Powell said that experience comes from bad judgment. (laughs) Yeah. And then where else would it come from, right? (laughs) And then good judgment comes from experience. So you can't gain experience without having bad judgment. You've got to allow people to make mistakes, to learn from those mistakes. The problem is, is that in our profession, it's, it's a ramped up.
0: Yeah, the stakes are so high to make mistakes.
1: Sometimes. Right. We like to think that they're, it, it's like critical all the time, and it's not. Some situations are, are more critical than others.
0: Well, and that's what I thought was so unique about uh, a former department, where you could have very, very senior people riding in the back, you know, watching what's happening, and more lesser experienced people riding up front, and we're not going to let them fail. We still let them, you know, they do all the talking, they make the decisions or whatever, but they have that safety net of very experienced people in the back saying, yeah, yeah, you're good. It's going to be okay. I,
1: I, don't, I, I think that's more to that, what we were talking about with that laissez-faire approach, you know, and which I think is actually the ideal for, for battalion chief or for anybody above that is that, you are those guardrails. I'm not going to keep you from weaving in the lane, you know, but when you get far enough over, I'm going to go, nope, nope, let's nudge you back to the center. Hmm. You know, I think that's the role of the battalion chief, but that's just me. That is just you. You know, I mean, or if you wanted, to, instead of guardrails, like the old-timey cars at Six Flags that have a little rail that runs down the middle.
0: Yeah. You can only get so far off the path, and then you're going to get jerked back to the other way. Yeah, I mean, you had a, a good way of looking at the laissez fair. It's not the way I was originally uh, no, visualizing it myself. Me neither, even though and
2: we're changing topics, topics here midstream. I, I didn't realize them, we had one. Well, we were just going, but we're definitely changing <laughs> Did you changing not see topics. the
0: card that I had on Trello I that I just read to no, you? I
2: have
1: not looked at it. No, but I mean, it, it, the, you'd, you'd fall into the same trap of if you take laissez-faire to um, the extreme, where it's total hands-off, that's wrong. If you take authoritarian or autocratic leadership to the nth degree, where the, the leader has to be the one that tells everybody what to do, and nobody is allowed to do anything other than what the leader did. That's going to fail. Well, I think democratic will fail if you take it to the extremes where everybody
0: gets a vote on everything. I mean, it's that's just. That's a, I mean, like we were saying earlier, I think it's all situational. You know, emergency scenes are much more autocratic. You know, there's one guy in charge making the the calls of which way things go. A committee would be more democratic. Hey, everybody have a vote vote and what's going on here. Yeah. And like you were saying, laissez faire, if you have people that are high functioning and doing well, maybe just getting out of their way and letting them get things done. Right. The component that, that affects a
1: democracy and whether a democracy works, and this is not a political statement, this is a on scene leadership kind of thing is time. Time compresses everything. And if, if as, time gets shorter democracy gets less less and less effective yeah but it it's it's all based on trust if i'm no longer giving you the ability to weigh in on what you think we should do you have to trust me that i'm i'm going to do what's right hopefully that's a,
2: that's an interesting concept if you think about the emergency scene and what emergency scene because there are some emergency scenes that have allow us to have a little more time. Oh, yeah. Our technical rescues. Has- our Has- hazmat. What, yeah. what do you or think, you think we so should do? So you end yeah. up ad, in a, inversely having more democratic type Absolutely. Uh, an approach to that. But <laughs> what do you think time, we should do? What do you
0: think we should yeah, do?
2: <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah, that. But as the emergency changes down that spectrum and you get to a more time-sensitive one, now you're getting more into that autocratic.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. All right, well let's quit recording
2: then. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it on a high. <laughs> well no,
1: let's go back to your um, your contract. I mean <laughs> gear three. Yeah. We put it back in a second. <laughs>
0: All right, go back to my contract.
1: I, no, I just I don't have a problem breaking that. I, I want to know what
2: the context is. Like that's I I'm having a little bit of a hang up. Are we talking about an employee manager, employee business? employee to, to corporation? Are we talking about coworker? I mean there's so many pieces. I mean obviously I'm assuming since it's a it's probably more employee
0: business. No, com- I think I took it or a right. manager. It says manager in, in the definition because this this was from a leadership course. So leadership is so this necessarily is the contract between the employee and the manager. Mm-hmm. And is it ever
2: okay to violate the contract psychological contract? contract. I, I keep going back to no, but I think there has to be some communication as to when it is going to change. All right. So
1: as opposed to violating the contract, you want to end a contract and write a new one.
2: I don't say you're ever ending. I think we are in a psychological contract. I think you're always amending. The contract. So basically, I think well, there's I don't think problem. it's a complete draw a line and saying that con- contract is over now we're starting to do
1: then contract is not the right word but that's it's that's his question
0: okay it puts you in a moral dilemma that's what this basically is about it's, it is exactly what it's right. like. so it what do you do in a moral dilemma do you go with what your morals say or do you go with what the manager says I think you
2: have to stick with what you're willing to die upon. And if your morals are that, what, then what you can have you live to be with? living with exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So same same thing it. with the manager though, because they've got their own set of right. morals and ethics that they're going to be willing to say whatever that end is for that, you know, mm-hmm. for the employee or vice versa. So I think and I'm sitting here changing my mind now. <laughs> I still think it requires some communication, though. I don't. Yeah, I, there's no way around required. it.
1: Absolutely yeah. required.
2: Listen. I listen. I don't know how you undo that part without some some real communication that it's happening. I
1: I, I just see me going to somebody and saying, "I know I told you we were going to do this. We can't do it now, and here's why."
2: Well, here's one of the examples they give on the psychological contract that gets sometimes misconstrued with an employee versus the manager and that is the employee is having this conversation and communication with their manager and they are starting to pick up what do I got to do to get promoted right and the employee starts to see and starts to create this narrative in the head well the manager told me if I did this and if I did that and I did this Mm. and now all of a sudden that employee's done all these things and they didn't get promoted That employee thinks the psychological contract has been violated. violated. Yeah. The manager does not think that. The manager thinks, I'm mentoring this individual along as to what you should do. But if there wasn't clear communication from the manager to manage the expectations and say, I'm not saying you're going to get promoted if you do these things. I'm saying, I think this is what's required for you to get promoted.
0: It's oddly that this is so connected to a recent butt dial.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that,
1: this episode. No, but I mean, that's, that's the. (laughs) That's all we say. That's all I'm going to say. That's the bridge between saying that this list of 10 things is what you, if you do these, you're going to get promoted, is a completely different statement than you can't get promoted without doing these 10 things. Those are, those are two different statements. One of them is here's the base that you've, got to have
2: to as well defined in exactly whatever, the contract
1: and you're going to have to have these things now what makes you get promoted is going to be the extra whatever that is whether it's you you get along with people right whether I, I don't know but it's
2: you know it's the extra
1: exactly not the best and I, you know our career ladder uh in in the department i work in you know up to a point it is a very 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 defined you need these classes and when you get these classes you're going to get promoted at the at certain ranks
2: right on the criteria based exactly process and then it
1: starts to right kind of metamorphosize into you now need these classes and you got to pass a test so now it's you've got these this list of things and you've got to perform well on a test then you get above that and we take the test out of it, really. Right. And you've got to do these things, and then somebody's got to choose you for whatever reason Based they're going
2: to choose. Whatever the right. needs may be right.
1: at the time of promotion. Entirely. It's We're back to the chess piece right. on the board. You might not be the, the most powerful piece on the board, but you might be in the right spot at that moment.
2: That you know? is a tough, tough spot to understand And to recognize and accept even as an individual. Sure. I can understand it when I'm looking at someone else and saying, you know, sorry you didn't get promoted. But when you are the person, then it's another
0: difficult situation. But that's, again, it goes goes back to that psychological contract. When you've done all the things that you think are meeting that criteria, you know, without, you know, it's an unwritten thing of what it is that takes you to go to that next level. And so they feel like it's been violated on them. If, if Although it I may would not say
2: I would say that I would agree with that person that they say you know I I feel like you told me and this has actually happened you're pointing at me yeah at this bill. has happened Shane's we've had we've bill. seen it over our career where we know individuals were told you're next you are getting oh yeah it. no
1: I was told and twice. then the next
2: thing you know you weren't picked. No. I was, I was, that is I, a violated psychological contract. Yeah. yeah. The,
1: the, the chief of ops took me behind the station one day and said, you're getting promoted to battalion chief tomorrow. And I, I lightheartedly said, well, when I see the blue order come out, I'll, he did not like that at all. He got really, really I upset. Yeah. <laughs> but the next day, my name wasn't on the blue order and it wasn't his fault. He, he thought I was going to get promoted. But, yeah, it happens. So you being you,
2: you handled that well. Um, but my point is, let's, let's just take you out of it yeah. and someone else in that same situation. That is clearly a breach of a, a psychological contract. I, I
1: didn't think of it that no, way. No, you
2: didn't. I'm taking no, you I'm out. You're not okay. on the okay. player. You're not on the okay. board anymore. You don't Because care. I
1: trusted the guy that told me. And I knew that he didn't tell me that to mess with me. He told me that because he believed it and he thought that was what was going to happen. So, it did so there was contract a
0: contract with the department, maybe, though, that you felt. I time.
1: didn't know. I mean, I, under that administration, I wasn't I didn't I didn't have a, a relationship with the top at, the, in that the that, decision maker, the in that, decision yeah, maker. in that iteration of our department, because mm-hmm. other people had been done like that before. And I was skeptical that I was going to be any different. So I didn't have that relationship. I oh. didn't. There was no breaking of a contract there. And guess what? Opinion. You didn't well, have
2: the trust. Well, no, no, no. It may have been, but the I think uh, what's important there is we may have been accustomed to in that time in the culture of that that department at the time where we were used to those contracts being broken. Right. Yeah. So you don't even. Yeah, you don't you, even. Question no, it. you, don't put you that almost much expect it yeah. in the contract yeah. as what? Yeah, we but were I'd say about. you didn't have
1: a contract. If you're used to contracts being broken, you don't have a contract. That did not mean it wasn't there just because it got broke. I don't think there was a contract.
2: I think that, I think, think you put a... too much for on that one. Yeah, okay. I do too. There's right. still something there. Right. Just because it got broke doesn't mean it didn't exist. I, I don't say that there's not something
1: there, but a contract would imply that... We're talking about psychological
2: contracts You here. both <laughs> understand.
0: Allegedly. Yeah, that's the whole thing too. There's a lot of misunderstanding within that when they feel like it's, it's violated. The whole, it's the okay. whole
2: point. That's the... It's such a tricky little situation. It it's got to be... It's almost like, how do you well define it? How do you well define it? And at the same time, make it an unwritten... Right. It's. I don't know how you do that. Right, because right. Because how you perceive something, how you take something, how I say something, it's way too much ambiguity that can be woven in that. Right. I agree. That is a dangerous little... That's I don't probably like the why contract. So, I think that's probably why it's so tricky. And how... This is how employees... Uh, have start to get this, um, what's the word I'm looking for, this uh, separation from their 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 business or their company. You know, there's no connection there because they can't. Right, they start having that negative morale, like, right. like the, all these contracts That's have been broken of, with me. Right. No. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then it starts going in this rabbit hole, which we could morph into the whole pay and retention kind of thing. Of no, like, no, we've, we've
2: done that. We fixed all that, remember? Yeah. Oh.
1: You, you you might have missed that episode. We <laughs> fixed the paper. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. We
0: um, exploded the internet so what we did. Wow.
2: Pat, you got my mind really turning on this psychological contract that's, piece because it is there whether you like it or not. I don't even know you have to define it. It just establishes itself.
0: Right. And that's why, like I said, when uh, the very first thing I wrote was, this is a rabbit hole for me because <laughs> I was like, there's so many pathways that this goes down. I was like, I could write So wait, a you whole were doing paper. this for school? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. did you end up I mean, did the instructor end up giving you any feedback? Was there a wrong No, this or wrong was a discussion question okay. amongst uh amongst students whatever. And I just I And the rest of the students are in the fire service or in other services. Uh both. Okay. So what were what were their takes?
0: Uh, I haven't read all of them, but it it seemed like most of them understood um that if you were asked to do something that was unethical or blah, 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 blah that, that you know, obviously they, they would break that contract. Uh, but I think they were, they were thinking of it a little bit more kind of like uh, Shane was looking at it initially. Is like, it's a contract and you don't break, violate contracts. Well, I no, and so I, your I initial like thing is to say, no, you yeah. wouldn't violate a contract. But the reality. But the reality is it's, it's so unwritten and it's so much about agreed upon conditions that you can violate it without even realizing you're, Violating because you're not, you don't have the same agreement with what whoever you're making. Right. With. You may wake up one morning <laughs> and have
2: a really shitty attitude, right? And you you start violating the quote unquote contract with your employer because you're acting like an asshole in the office, and that's not the expectation, right? Right. But and yet, so, you like,
0: just broke it. Yeah. The more I thought about it, I was like, man, this is so much deeper than, than I initially thought it was. I was like, this is this is going to take way too long to write this out. So I just took it, like I said, I took it from one scenario. It's an interesting concept. I think I'm kind of liking
1: this. <laughs> I don't For, know. I think I'm missing some nuance.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should put that on a shirt. <laughs> spark missing. No, nuance. I mean I, I don't know.
1: I guess I'm seeing this more.
2: I don't know. I think the more I've been sitting here hacking through and talking about it, the the uh, psychological contract to me is really just much more of a understanding a perceived understanding, probably more importantly, of a how I interact with the, my employer or how I interact with my subordinates because there's all kinds of psychological mm-hmm. contracts. They're all over the place. Me with my boss, me with the organization, me with the city, me with you, me with you. They're all over. But I think the guideline has to be, what are your like values? Like you need to
0: understand what your personal values are. Like what can you stand behind and what can you not? And that's what it gets back to the moral dilemma. It it basically, when whatever you're doing in your, you know, for employment, whatever you're doing in employment, when it puts you in a moral dilemma, that you're having to choose between what you can live with and what you can't live with, you know? And there are people all the time that choose, I think they choose the, what they consider to be the easy answer, you know? Oh, I'm not going to stand my ground here because that's going to make me look bad in front of my, you know, my boss or, or whatever, because I don't think this is right and blah, blah, blah. But in the long run, do they feel worse about it? You know, like when they retire and they look at this as the person that never had a backbone or that you didn't stand up for this person or whatever. Do they, are they proud of that moment? You know what I mean? So it, well, That depends on what they're chasing. Right, right. But again, that's a part of that. God, and what an opportunity for growth that comes
2: out of that too because that individual may at one point that happened to go, man, I should have stood behind that person more. I won't let that happen again next time. Right. Whatever, you know. Hopefully they, yeah. did,
0: they did that self-assessment to say that, you know, situation. And I think as you go up in an organization, you get more and more opportunities to be confronted with social contracts or psychological contracts or moral dilemmas. I think maybe at the lower levels, the you know, early entry levels, they probably don't hit them as much and look at them as much as a uh, moral dilemma. But I would also say that where
1: maybe some of the higher people in the department choose to not stand on whatever they morally think is right because they, for whatever kind of expediency, want to
0: do away with that. Uh, well, I, what's I, right is subjective.
1: Well, but I also see on on where others... Will stand on um they wanna die on even smaller hills just for the sake of dying on them, or they think other people should be dying on a hill right. and dying is dying <laughs> that's fact if, if you're gonna if you if you're willing to die on a hill, be prepared to die
2: literally that, I mean literally, and I wouldn't mean, know let I mean, but
1: right, but, but that's it if you're willing to compromise maybe. Move a little bit to, to live to fight another day. Now, what you're fighting for is the other thing. If you're fighting for that good, virtuous thing, that's living to fight another day is a good thing. If you're fighting to try and get another bugle on your collar, that's not, you're not doing anybody any good other than yourself. So, giving up on principles or anything like that and, and
0: being. For that purpose. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a long thing. Yeah. But, but aren't being, we in a society of more self-indulgent people than ever before? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think, think that this... I
1: think there are plenty of people who still have the right... the right. They want to do the right thing. And I don't think Ultimately, that, I
2: agree with you on that. I don't that. Think, I think that there are a lot of
1: people that are chasing fame or that are chasing self-aggrandizement, whatever... I think there are there are a few of them, and they are out there, and
2: unfortunately, they get a lot of attention. And that's probably what makes it, it's the loud few. Yeah, unfortunately, we we're gonna go. I want to make sure uh, we, for the most part, don't think that's everybody. No, most people I think want most to do well.
1: Most people are trying to right, do the right handle thing. business. Yes, but I think on both on both ends of the spectrum, you've got people that are willing to do anything to promote themselves and not promote in a literal. Promoting rank, but just self-promotion, whatever that looks like. So basically, saying I'm better than other people.
2: Those are the arrogant people and narcissists.
1: Well, I think narcissism can be a piece of that, but not. It's not. Necessarily. That's not one
2: thing. I still want to do research on. But then on the other narcissism? end of the, on the, other end of the so spectrum, that.
1: on the other end of the spectrum, you've got people that are that think every hill is a hill to die on. Yeah. And it's just it can't be
2: because you're Unfortunately, not. Unfortunately, and that's where it's tough because I, I know we've had this conversation before because if every hill is an ethical hill, then, yeah, they think they should die on every one of them. Right. If it's immoral, every one of them. And, and if you get right down to it, all of them kind of are. It's just whether or not you're willing to, is that really going to be worth it on this one? Right. Hatch does not know where this is
0: going. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going on another rabbit hole here. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Until <laughs> we find something we like. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking maybe, maybe for me, I don't see as many people like I know some, but I don't know a lot that want to die on every hill. I know way I, more, or I feel like I, I've experienced way more that were uh, self promoting, like I, they were so worried about not. I don't. I don't agree. Not rocking the boat. I to think, be able to go further up.
1: I think there are so many that I hear, and this is, this is what happens. Every time somebody ends up going up to headquarters, what do they say about them?
0: They're disconnected. I don't know.
1: Oh, you drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. You're not willing to fight anymore. You're not going to die on a hill, you know? So that's, and I think that's prevailed. That, that's, that happens way more than the people that are uh, trying, to, trying to promote themselves for, this, for the sake of promoting themselves. But what are, what are you saying that is? I think it's immaturity.
0: I mean, ooh, here we go. But those aren't necessarily people that are trying to die on a hill. They're just telling you their perception of what you are or the white shirts are or whatever. They're not. Them. They're not saying I'm dying on this hill, blah, blah, blah.
1: I think they think it's that easy. It's easier to look up and go, I don't know why this person isn't dying on this hill for for this issue.
0: Yeah, but the way you said it is every hills of, or something with the die on. Now, you may have more hills because you're you're now a white shirt. They may have just one hill that they want you to die on. It may be their their truck or their station or their AC or whatever. But because right. you're over so much more, your your scope of influence is so much larger, you see it as multiple hills. They're asking you is what you're saying? I think it was what you're saying. They're asking you because you you have to spread it out. You only have so many bills. They only have one bill. They, they just have the one issue they want you to fight for, not
2: every issue. Yeah, I don't think that's the person we're talking about, though, and this that person that's willing to, that wants to die on every hill. It's about the toilet paper. It's about the coffee. It's about what time the chief doesn't talk to us. It's about the, the trust. And you we're know a lot the, of those? I would say a lot, but there, there's, there's I would say a lot. The there's, problem there's
1: with it is that it's contagious. That kind of talk is contagious.
0: I guess it can be. I just don't know that many of them. Usually the people I know that are trying to die on hills, I mean, I know one or two, but usually, you know, whatever their perspective is, a pretty common perspective. People know that, like, this is an issue. We we, we shouldn't have to be suffering no. through this. Or at least I, that's been my experience. I agree. There, there are plenty of hills worth dying on. I feel like we said that a lot. The What's hill that? to die on. <laughs> like we we said it, do. Ad nauseum. You know, but back to the social contract. I mean, that's that's basically what they're asking for is, like, you know, We show up, you know, we risk our lives. We put a turnout gear on one on and we need you to worry about our pay. Or You said something that made me think. Is there a psychological contract between the
2: fire service and the community? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, because if they see they thought someone should have put my fire out or saved my cat or saved my dog or whatever – Wow, I didn't even think about that angle of the yeah, that one. wasn't the direction I was going. Yeah. But
1: yeah, absolutely. I was doing my part, yeah. <laughs> that's way I'm doing more. my li- part to, to <laughs> misdirect you. Right. That's way
2: more disconnected than Whew, yeah than, uh, you know. I mean, you, you how do you manage that contract through through social media, through newsletters, through community I, I, engagement? You know, it's the it's the, the yeah. That's how we, you have to do
1: it. You know, we I, everybody's probably had this, but we had a call with a, a kid that had and dead he 18 years old he died diabetic emergency his rigor has set in and his uncle is just in tears screaming for us to put the aed on him and shock him back to life yeah that's a broken expectation yeah yeah you know (laughs) and i mean i get it it was an emotional moment for him and he probably you know he wasn't thinking right but that idea that we can fix it. Work miracles. Right. All of them. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's going to live.
0: Yeah. That's to be, a tough one right there. Me, I'd be watching news footage with somebody and they're doing CPR and I'm like, oh, well that person's dead. And they're like, they're dead? And I'm like, yeah, we don't do CPR on live people. We do it when your heart stops. And that makes you dead. <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense.
2: Well... <laughs> He absolutely solved nothing there. Did you? We solved like well nothing. How did you end up responding? What was Mike's response to the psychological contract? Yeah, we we do
0: violate it. Uh, I but don't necessarily we don't feel
2: good about it, or it's necessity.
0: How do you how do you violate that contract? That I, I basically said it's it's about your own set of ethics, morals, and, and values, and if you you have to do what you what you can live with. Because you're going to be, especially in emergency services, you're going to be put in no-win situations. We've talked about this before, uh, that we've had these, and and it's not going to be written in policy clearly defined of like, what do you do? You're going to have to make a judgment call. And that judgment call may get you suspended. It may get you disciplined or whatever, but can you live with it? Can you live with the fact that you did what you thought was right to try and save a life or, or do whatever? And I, I watch a lot of guys that get caught up in this of like, well, I could get written up. And to me, I'd rather get written up than know that I was played a part in somebody passing away or that I didn't do everything I could to, you know, right. to have them pass away. But some people, it's the they, really, they want to draw that line. of like what you're describing is really
2: extreme ownership. You are owning that decision you made.
0: Yeah, but I mean, period. I think we need to. Oh, no,
2: absolutely. I agree. If you're coming to come off script, legitimately come off script. I don't think there is a script for some of these things. Let's just say, if you're going to come off script, my point being, you've got to be totally willing to accept all consequences of it, eating your death.
1: Yeah. Well, and
2: I'd
0: add that
1: often, and this is the point of the class that you and I have taught before, is that you're not risking your own life if yeah. you're, once you're in AOIC, yeah, you've you got put, other people's right, lives. Right. Right. Um, that you're risking now, you know, the Times Square, uh, FDNY rope rescue back in the early nineties, you know, we go over that and the question that, uh, we put to the class is, you know, would you knowing what you know, you know, about the fire, knowing that they didn't have an anchor, a substantial anchor, knowing that the rope was, shouldn't have even been used. Uh, it's not long enough to reach the, there's all these things that point to don't do this. Would you have gone over the edge? And just about everybody in the class says, Yep, I'd go over the edge. Yep. But then you have to kind of um you know, you you change swing it around swing it around on it him bit. and you go, Well now hold on a second. The lieutenant was still on the on the roof. Yeah. He didn't go over the edge. He had his guys going over the edge. So You're picking somebody now. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's a whole different whole different uh calculus. So
0: Yeah, yeah. hundred percent. And that's that's really it. You know, so that's how I said, yes, you, you do violate it, but it, you base it off of what you can live with. Because you're going to be put in situations that are not going to be scripted, especially in emergency services. And you're going to have to use your moral judgment to make the determination whether or not that was the right thing to do or not, no matter what the consequences are.
2: Right. Got to be willing to accept them.
0: I just don't think a lot of people when they look at like getting promoted or or whatever, they look at the money and maybe the authority and they, this is not a point that they spend a lot of time thinking about. And it's one of the ones I try to drive home the most of like, you're going to be put in a crazy situation. Yep. And the more work you do to prepare yourself and fill yourself with knowledge and experiences, stuff like that helps you be able to live with, I did everything I could to make the right call. But those ones that, you know, have, you know, gone to slow stations and, you know, done all these things and whatever, and just avoided, you know, the experience, getting experience and asking questions and going to classes, but they took the test and they get promoted. Now they're the shot caller. They're the lieutenant on the roof. Are you prepared to make that call to make somebody else go over the edge? No, they're not. They'll just be the no. Right. And I, 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 I I'll just try be no. to under, get people to understand it. I mean, again, I guess going back to that psychological contract, that person going over it is trusting you, you know, that you've you've weighed all the options, your experience, your time here, and you have been sitting on your hands for 10 years, but you want more money, you know, or you want this power. It's a huge deal. Wow. <laughs> all right. I've done my work today.
2: <laughs> I hope what happens is if, if we work this out, and I hope we do, I hope this makes people think, I hope it makes them stop and go, wow, I didn't take the deep dive into what the weight of what I potentially am doing is.
0: Yeah. Uh probably two or three years ago, me and my wife and uh, Troch and his wife, we were at dinner one night and we were talking about like on scene decision making or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't always know how to land the plane. She was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I know that putting down the landing gear is Works. supposed to do this. And I was like in the flaps. I said, but, we have situations, we, we don't always have all the information. I said, I don't know that's going to work. And my wife said, how do you deal with that stress? I'm like, I, I, I don't know, I guess I've just had Does it. Does that go back to the conversation we were talking about? Well, you know, I don't know
2: how to land the plane. I've landed it several times yeah. this way, yeah, and it's always worked.
0: Right, right up until the day it doesn't. Right
2: up to the point it doesn't work.
0: Right. But then again, did you do everything you could up to that point right. to prepare yourself to make the best decision you could? And that's, that's really, I Did think, we the part. we ever get there? No. Well, no, it's, it's it's a never-ending right. process. That's, that's what the, scares me when people are like, I can't learn anymore. Or I can't learn something for somebody new. I'm like, yeah. are you insane? Right. No, that's I That's when
1: you get 100%. back to how more trust your instincts, but he talks about what it Where takes. Those, building you your build gut, those, yeah. build those instincts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent point. It's not just that I've got a gut feeling. It's based it's off based of your on, training, right. your reading, your experience. Right. And... um there
2: was a fourth one. Golly. We'll have to get back to that. We should oh, that one again. Did we actually record on that one, or did no, we talk we about ne- recording? We recorded on that yeah. one. Yeah, that's a good one, though, because uh, the gut, your intuition, and that's the the book that we're reading right now, the genius book with mm-hmm. Riccioni, where he talks about the discernment. That's your gut. Yeah. That gut is developed. It doesn't, you don't born with the same gut and you die with the same gut. You don't born with it? You you are born with a gut. (laughs) You know, my English is so good. Um, My point being is discernment is not a static working genius. It doesn't, it's ever developing. Yeah. Yeah. You want it, you need it to be ever developing. Kind
0: of going back to what Bill said, you have to have more failures to be able to have that discernment, you know, because of that experience, experience. Right. Right. And that takes. An openness to failure. You yeah. have to be open to not being successful. Which is not- horrible for me because I am, have such a fear of failure. I have such a fear of failure.
2: I wonder if I get anything done. <laughs> so.
1: Hal Moore said the, uh, the four things were education, reading, personality, and experience. Yeah, personality.
2: We didn't. We forgot to put that oh. one in there. Of course, that too can develop. We, you hope your personality can yeah. develop. I mean, it's got some core foundations it's just the way you're woven,
0: but you hope that it
2: develops, right? Metamorphosis.
0: Yeah, was a good try. <laughs> Let's delete that part. No, we hundred percent got to leave that <laughs> in. Oh,
2: uh, all right. Well, well, that was fun.
0: Yeah. You don't look at those. Do you I didn't realize irritated.
2: what a fun oh. conversation.
1: I'm. I'm already thinking about how I'm gonna how. How can I, I possibly I'm going to sum this up for the, the know. thing that you're writing the, the summary already? No, let
2: Hatch write it.
1: Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.